Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. I'm, I'm doing well. I was just wondering. Yes. How professional do we want this podcast to be? What do you mean? I mean, wow. we have a nice fancy opening. We have nice graphics. Well, I was going to say, if we really want to step up the game, you could start introducing yourself as J. Michael Laidman. Because, I mean, the J and then the middle name is a very common thing if you want to be super professional. Like J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just change my name to J. Jonah Jameson? Well, that would be good, too. I'll well, imagine all the licensing deals you could just suddenly get. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you? What would that make you if we're going super professional? Well, I don't I don't have a J starting my name. Okay, so you so I would just, just be Christopher M. Blonsky. That would well, be why it. can't you? Why you should be Chris M. M. Blonsky? Just make an extra, extra middle initial, throw it in there. You'll sound uh, okay. All right, all you'll right. sound fancy, right? I feel like we should probably yeah, at least two, maybe a third, maybe a third. I'll come up with that for for later. Okay, so we'll throw yeah, yeah, just throw in as many letters in there as possible. <laughs> maybe the entire alphabet. I mean, just it works. Go, go for broke, right? Yeah, yeah. It works for George Railroad Martin, right? So yes, exactly, exactly. But do, no, I'm, do. I, I am doing well, Mike. I'm doing well. Excellent. Glad to hear. It's been a busy weekend. In the family and stuff, we went down to the Cactus Festival in Dundas. Ooh, fancy! Yeah, it was very fancy and very boring. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great time. Yeah, there was some stuff for kids and whatever, but I don't really know what we were expecting. Um, mm-hmm. I had gone years and years ago, but Tiff never been. So, you know, checked it off the list, that kind of thing. They did have right. a ride along train that you could hop on board. Um, the only problem was the line for it was monstrous. So we never ended up doing it, which was, mm, which was too bad. I know. I know. That's a shame. Oh, I can't remember. What, I don't. I don't remember the Cactus Festival. I'm thinking what I'm thinking of is Busker Fest. Yes. Cactus but that's Festival not Cactus is Festival. more well, I don't know if it was always like this, but it's more geared towards music. So they have, you know, like four stages and whatever. Um with shows in the evening. Like they had Stephen Page, formerly of the Bare Naked Ladies, was there. Right. Yeah. Right. Fresh out of being released from prison, I guess. <laughs> did he did he go to prison? Yeah, he did. That. Yeah. He um he got nailed for like cocaine, like uh, having p- cocaine possession and all that. I remember, yeah. I remember what he got nailed for. I remember it was really funny because right after he got nailed for cocaine possession, I went. That's right, possession. Possession. Yeah. Uh, he went, or I went to the movies, and at the movies they were doing this whole thing. Like CBC was doing this thing where they would pimp out their shows in front of the movies, and it was like you remember, like the mama potato what the sweet potato mama there was a puppet that i don't know oh, if you remember it's that. not ringing a bell for me no okay well that that was one of the cbc shows that they did but they also did steven and chris before one of those guys died i can't remember which one died but they had that guy steven page from the the bare naked ladies on and this was right after right after he got arrested <laughs> for cocaine Ooh. and it was so funny because i'm like the timing of this is hilarious because he just got arrested for cocaine possession yeah and and they were doing something with popcorn okay and and they're like what do you think of the popcorn steven and they're like putting it under his face and he's like 
Mm, <laughs> smells delicious. And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> like, the timing of this. I feel like the editor went back. It's like, I swear there was a moment we recorded yeah. where he snorted like, the like, popcorn. I feel like there was also another bit where the, he's like, I smell it and I feel it in my nose. And I'm like, oh no. Like, Stephen Page. <laughs> that's, too soon. Too soon. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good that got me going yeah. <laughs> but uh no ben has been uh getting getting in all kinds of trouble there mike that yeah. uh the boy climbed the dishwasher the other day he climbed climbed the, the dishwasher. dishwasher so for the last i don't know couple months we've i don't want to say i've encouraged him to play this game but when i'm cleaning out the dishwasher he'll climb up to the side of the dishwasher and just hold on to it and stand up. And he kind of watches me clean out the dishwasher whenever. So I, right. I guess he decided now to amp it up. So I took something out, you know, went to the cupboard, put it away, and I come, I look back, and he's got himself standing on the open lid of the dishwasher, hanging oh, off, like, the top rack. And I'm like... That's probably fantastic for the spring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Door. Absolutely. So I was like, get, get off there. And I, you know, take him down or whatever, put him back. And then I, you know, grab some else, go put it away, and I come back, and he's now sort of mountain climbing up the side of the dishwasher. So, like mm-hmm. a completely vertical ladder, he has now stepped on, and he's sort of like hanging from the side of the dishwasher. Oh, good God. Yeah, you have so much stuff to look forward to, Mike. This is fantastic. Yeah. I have a little dishwasher, so. Oh, they will find a way. They will find yeah. a way. Um, what else has he been doing? He, um, Tiff uh, put him to bed the other day, or was putting him to bed, and he kind of like cuddled up on her because he was really tired for some reason, and then decided to stiff leg it. So he was basically mm-hmm. laying on her chest while also trying to stand, but then would fall asleep doing that. So <laughs> imagine like an L shape. So he was yeah. doing like an L shape, and then his butt would kind of like fall over as he was falling asleep and stuff. <laughs> so that's this <laughs> muscle memory kicking in right there. Oh, good times, yeah. good times. And he's, uh, I don't want to say he's talking, but he says, uh-oh, now. He says, uh-oh. Yeah, so, you know, if he drops something, it gets followed by, uh-uh. You know, so uh-huh, he, uh-huh. I don't know if he's necessarily speaking or he's just kind of saying, like, the tone. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that also has kind of led itself into, oh, I'm going to actively throw this now. And then when it and hits the go. ground, I'm going to go, uh-uh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that's that good. little shit, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's uh, good. he's working he's working on his walking s'more too. He um I don't know, we were in Walmart just, you know, an hour ago and he walked probably like two car lengths all by himself before falling over. Oh, good. Yeah. Onto the gravel? Uh, no, no, so in the actual mall, but uh, that's the only oh, way I, I think to sort of measure it out for you in that spur of the moment. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, he's realized now that, Mike, you don't need to run full speed until you fall over. You can actually slow down, regain your balance, and then start again. Oh, good, good. Yeah, These so, are things you, you piece together as you get older. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's all coming I still together. That out it's yet. all coming together. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. What about William? Well, Is he uh, pulling himself up yet? He's working on it. He can pull himself up to his knees for the most okay. part. And we've actually discovered something that I feel like we should have discovered a long time ago. Oh, what's that? Both Laura and I had two instances this week where one of us was alone for an extended period of time with William. Right. So uh, the one day I went out after work and uh, I came home late. So Laura had him basically the entire day herself. And then on Sunday, Laura went to Toronto with some friends. So I had William basically the entire day right. myself. 
And I get a snap from Laura and it's, why haven't we thought of this before? And it's the pack and play in the kitchen. Right. With William in it full of toys. Well, isn't that what it's actually for? <laughs> I, I, I assume, like, I know that they're supposed to play in it. Yeah. But we never, like, we, we always, he always slept in it. We never thought to just, oh, put him in it to play in. Right. Well, we go do something because we've been, you know, watching him as he wanders around and, uh, you know, we, we will make dinner and we'll be one eye on the baby, one eye on our food kind of a thing, right? Right. Because he's always crawling to play with shoes or, or cat dishes or something. So we threw him in, she threw him in the pack and play and then made dinner. And she's like, why didn't I do this before? This was amazing. <laughs> and, and, and is he okay with it? Oh, he's fine. He just plays with the thing. Really? He, he, he plays with toys. And, and then, so I did the same thing on Sunday when I was alone with him. When I was making dinner and, and cleaning up after dinner, I threw him in the pack and play. And he had a great oh, time. Oh, man. And he just hung out in there. It's pretty funny because tonight, we threw him in there tonight as well because it's garbage night and we were putting the garbage together. So we threw him in there and we did all the garbage stuff. And he was doing this whole thing where, like, he kept trying to grab you through the mesh of the pack and oh, play. Oh, okay, yes. So we were like playing that mirror game where you do one thing and they do the other thing where he was on one side and we were on the other side and we just kind of copied what he was doing and he loved it. It was great. Right, okay. sat in the pack and play and had a great time. Nice. I'm curious to see how long that lasts for because we've tried blocking Ben off before and putting him in, you know, various things and he is good for like a minute and then just rages because <laughs> he wants to get free to get to all the stuff he wants to go to. Oh, that's good time. That's yeah. good time. Well, we had that, and then it was great. It also, when we take him out of the pack and play, we use the pack and play to block off a door so he doesn't go in the place. <laughs> nice. Multi-purpose. It's, it's multi-purpose. It was great. Uh, also found two moments of uh, William doesn't like these things, and I couldn't believe it because it's like these are not the first time these things have happened. But the other day, I was I was with William, and I was changing him. And I, I kind of leaned into him and gave him a kissy face. And I was like, you silly boy or something. And he was smiling. And then I burped. Mm -hmm. But like, that's nothing new. I've never, it's not like I've never burped in front of the baby. That's right. Before. You are a disgusting human being. Yeah. I, I am. <laughs> I edit the show. Mike. So I'm, I'm just kidding. I edit the show. So all I do is cut all my burps <laughs> out. You guys never know that they're here. But, but I, I burped in front of his face. And he flipped he was so upset i've never seen him cry like that really until a day later when i sneezed in front of him and he went just as crazy just so upset like inconsolable like he just so couldn't crazy. believe it i guess just the, the shock value of it i guess i i guess i guess he got a little spooked. yeah and, or what because he freaked out and then like after I finally got him to calm down, maybe two hours later, I sneezed again and he freaked out again. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't as bad as the first time, but it was just kind of like, now, why are you so upset about sneezing? All now, of a are you sneezing like been... right in his face or just sort of in the same room? It, like Not right in his face, yeah. but like I'm, I'm holding You're holding him when it happens. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like the second time I did it, I, I, was, uh, I was feeding him a bottle before bed. And I sneeze, and I'm like, "Oh God!" Because I'm putting him to bed, and he starts crying, and I'm like, "This is this is going to push back him going to bed quite a bit." Right, it was right. fine. He actually calmed down pretty quick, and I got him into bed in good time. But it was just like 
come on, man. I've sneezed in front of you yeah, before. Yeah, what a random it's never been thing a problem. to get upset about. Yeah, so Laura sneezed in front of him, and I was like, hmm. And he was fine. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it's just your your deep man sneeze. That's what did it. Uh, must be it. Must be it. She burped in front of him, and she let out a huge burp. Like, I don't know about you, but my wife is starting drinking those bubblies. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's the... Yeah, um, I know what it is. It's like soda water, right? soda, yeah. That shit is so carbonated. Like, so carbonated. She every time she has one of those things, she burps loud enough that like the fucking walls shake. Right. Like, it's it's crazy. And she did bust it at one of those in his face today. And I'm like, uh oh, nothing. It was fine. Not man. a not a drip, not a drop, not a whimper. Man, nothing. oh man. Fine. I think he's so. playing favorites on you, Mike. He must be. He must be. But I don't know. I don't know. That's that's all the updates I have. On on William, but uh, I I do have an update, or at least you have an update. Sure, yeah. To a story we told on the show, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. That's right. Yes, our our Fortnite uh, three million dollar winner. Um, yeah, he was he was back in the news again. I don't know about uh, earlier this week. Anyway, uh, did he did he win another ridiculous Fortnite tournament? Sadly, he did not. Uh, he won, in fact, a a swatting call to his house. Now, are you oh. are you familiar with what swatting is, Mike? I am familiar with swatting, but for those who don't know, please inform yes. our listeners. For those who don't know, it's this horrible. I don't even want to say prank. But I, I it is it's it's done it, as a it's prank, supposed it's, to be done as a prank. But I mean, people have gotten killed and stuff because of this. But essentially what happens is these popular streamers online of which, you know, now he is a popular streamer online. Um, one of their fans or viewers will actually phone the police and say, you know, so and such at, at this address is, you know, has hostages and he's threatening to kill them or whatever. They'll make up some sort of crazy story. And then the police, you know, as a result, will come out with generally the SWAT team and then break into their house and, you know, tell everybody to get down and all this type of crap. And it becomes this really terrifying experience. If you want to know more about it, there are lots of videos online of it happening, unfortunately. Um, but yes, our, our champion here has had it happen to him, which is, no, uh, is horrifying to see. I just, I just cannot believe that kids, because it's always kids or teenagers who do this stuff. Like, how stupid do you have to be to try to do this? Especially after the guy who you, as you mentioned, that people have been killed during swatting. Yeah, uh, well, and, and the one guy who got killed wasn't even the the streamer. He was. Um, they gave the wrong address. So yeah, guess, it was the wrong. Yeah, so the guy yeah. walks out of his house and he's like, you know, what are all these police lights and stuff doing? And I guess I don't know the details fully, but the police decided he was an immediate threat and literally shot him on his own porch and killed him I, I th- in front of his own house. And he was just sort of like poking his head out the door, like, "Hey, what's going on out here?" I. Th- I think I read that he had something in his hand, like it was like a remote control or something. Oh, and they mistook it for a weapon. Yeah, yeah. I've seen so, I've seen the videos online where they barge into like the gamer the gamer room or whatever, and literally will grab the gamer from the chair and throw him on the ground and pin him and you know guns to the back of his head kind of thing. And it's like that is just yeah. so messed up. Yep. And and after you know people have been killed doing this, and people the guy who did this he planned the well the guy who swatted that person erroneously anyway but the guy who did that he was convicted and went to jail for it so like 
Yeah. You, you would think that now the precedent has been set that you can get in a lot of trouble and go to prison for this, well, that I, people would stop doing it. But Well, I was no. going to say, I think he got a fairly substantial jail term, though. Um, but they did ask him, like, oh, do you regret your actions? And he said, no. <laughs> what an idiot. I know, like, an absolute idiot. I just, it's such a dangerous thing. They're actually suggesting now to, if you become popular enough in this sort of, like, streamer situation, that you should phone the police and give them your your name, phone number, and address and say, hey, there is a possibility that somebody is going to phone and say, you know, I'm doing something awful and, you know, Please use discretion in the future if that does happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's so sad that it's come to this, uh, but it's it's a dangerous thing. And God, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't uh, yeah. do that's it. That's a that's actually really smart. I haven't heard that before. So yeah, well, I mean, because yeah. I mean, I guess streamer has become a job. You know, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who make their living doing this stuff, or at least an aspect of their living. And you know, I, as far as I know, the police don't have any great way of knowing if it's true or false and they're obligated to pretend or not pretend act as if everything is true so yeah yeah it's a tough situation because i mean it's so easy to fake phone numbers and stuff now right just use any of the online voip services for free and yeah no kidding yeah good times that's a very serious topic it is very and it's very topic. it's very hard for me to segue into a less serious topic <laughs> With without it sounding like a total joke, but I am going to segue into another topic here. Yeah. Um, now th- this is also something that that you brought to my attention because I didn't know about this, but I've I'm familiar with the work that it's based on. So now there is a was it Netflix has optioned uh, the book Console Wars to become a TV show. I uh, no CBS CBS oh CBS yes. that's right it's CBS All Access it is another subscription service yeah. it's just not it's not there the one yes, that I'm yeah. thinking it's not the one that I'm thinking of that's all yeah yeah although for Canadian users it might be on Netflix it's hard to say I don't know the CBS products on Netflix in Canada I think it's here now which is interesting yeah. because I know that there are certain items on that network that are starting to show up other places like Star Trek Discovery is on space so i think that there it's if if see i have to have to check this but i think cbs all access if it's in canada you don't have access to things like star trek discovery because of licensing and stuff right all that that fun uh licensing stuff Um, oh yeah but anyway yeah so um they like you said it's the whole console wars thing so what they're doing is they're creating a tv show based off of the old nintendo versus sega console wars back in the early 90s um, I guess this is supposed to be like a bit of a limited run, similar to Pirates of Silicon Valley. That was the, mm-hmm. I think, the Mac story. No, was it the Mac story? Or, I'm sorry, Apple story, I mean? Or was that um, the Commodore story? I don't know. I've never uh, seen Pirates I, of I Silicon Valley. Run. Apparently, it was it was pretty good. I, I watched like an episode of it, but obviously, I've forgotten. Yeah, clearly, uh, clearly. <laughs> but yeah, so they're uh, they're going to make a TV show about it, which should be pretty interesting. I mean, I'm curious I think so. because I mean, you and I, I both grow up grew up with the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis battle, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of like the, all of that kind of information in general. Like, there's actually a YouTube channel called The Gaming Historian where he talks about stuff like that, like those kind of battles. Um, I will say one of the episodes that he did that I thought was very well done was the battle between Blockbuster Video and Nintendo, 
because Blockbuster Video was like reprinting their instruction books and stuff like that. And they're like, no, you're you're abusing our property because <laughs> they were just like f- they were fighting with Blockbuster and stuff to be like, you can't like rentals are bad, you know, because it cut into their profits. Right. Right. So th- they fought rentals for a really long time. And then, so there's like lawsuits between them and that. And But yeah, they, they do go into he does go into some of the. uh the Sega Nintendo wars and, and what eventually became the Sony wars as well, because that, that if it gets into that, cause I think I saw in the press release that they were reading that it goes kind of into that era. It goes into the era when the Sony PlayStation and the N64 first came out. And the, the story of the PlayStation's birth is one of the greatest, like, I hate your gut stories of all time. Yeah, it really is. It's like an F you to the entire industry, right? Well, basically what happened for anyone who doesn't know the story, uh, spoilers for something that happened in real life <laughs> that might be in this show. Uh, <laughs> it did happen like 20 years ago. You're, you should be fine. Is, yeah. It happened more than it happened like 25 yeah. years ago. But basically what happened was um, Sony partnered with Nintendo to make a CD system along the lines of the Sega CD because Sega had made the Sega CD that hooked into the Sega Genesis and it, you know, prolonged the life of the Sega Genesis by adding CD-ROM games. So they, the Nintendo didn't have CD technology. So they act, they entered this deal with, with Sony and they got to the point where they, there's even, there's even a prototype of the Sony PlayStation. The, it's called the Nintendo PlayStation. And all of a sudden Nintendo looked at their contract and they were like, we don't like how much Sony owns of this. And Sony went to the Consumer Electronics Expo and announced, hey, we're making this thing with Nintendo. Here's a prototype. Isn't it super great? And then the next day at the same Consumer Electronics show, Nintendo came out and they're like, hey, we partnered with Philips. We're making this new thing. It's a CD <laughs> thing. And they were like, and Sony was like, what? Like, what are you doing? You, you totally screwed us here. And basically what happened was like the Sony people were like, well, shut it down. And the guy who was in charge of the, the, the Sony project was like, no, nuts to that. I'm pissed. I want to make this thing. And they made it. And the, like they made the PlayStation and the PlayStation one is like one of the best selling systems oh, of all time. That's right. And Nintendo didn't recover until the Wii basically. Yeah. Like I, Basically. they were the Xbox or not the Xbox, the Nintendo sixty four, the GameCube, the there's one other one too. There was no, there's the Wii. It goes the Wii, but the Nintendo sixty four and Game consoles didn't do that well yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so funny. It's the greatest. Like because because Sony had came in from being we've never made a game console ever. And then they had like the best selling system of all time. And then they released the next best selling system of all time, which is still the highest selling system of all time. By an absolute mile too. Like, like, cause now the the PlayStation 4 is actually reaching that level where it's a a huge console that, that is sold. Like it's, it's in the top three now Mm -hmm. for a highest selling console of all time. And they think it's going to make it to two, but it's, they say that the, the circumstances of the marketplace, it is absolutely impossible for it to catch the PlayStation 2 and become the number oh, one I believe system it, yeah. of all time. I absolutely yeah. believe it. But yeah, so that's it's that's crazy that story. And then if they touch on that kind of stuff, it'll be yeah. super I'm cool. Curious. So would you say were you uh, a Super Nintendo guy or are you a Genesis guy? I was a Super Nintendo guy. Like I was a big fan of Sega in general. Yeah. Uh like I loved I had a Super Nintendo. That's why I was a Super Nintendo kid. Right. So 
I mean, I had a ton of Super Nintendo games, but at the same time, I, I, I've, I'm not sure if you know about this, Chris, but I'm a fan of video games. Are you? Just in general. I've never noticed. I am. So I, I kept an eye on what was going on, on on the Sega side, even though I didn't have one. Right. So there was, there was games that was like, oh, if I had a Sega Genesis, I'd love to play that. Uh, mostly like it can't go, it was like licensed games, like Sonic the Hedgehog, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Absolutely. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog came out and, and that was one I wanted to play and, uh, there was, uh, like just like Road Rash. I don't know if you remember Road oh, I Rash. I do. Yeah. Beat each other up and with chains was, on motorcycles. Exactly. And then that Skitchin, which is like the 90s video game in the world where you like hang off the back of cars with rollerblades. Right. <laughs> like, and, but then there was, um, X-Men. There was an X-Men game on Sega Genesis. And I remember that was a big deal because there was an audit X-Men game at the time on Super Nintendo. And I was like, frothing at the mouth for anything x-men related at the time because this was when the cartoon had just had just hit um and then there was the whole war on on sega genesis versus super nintendo about what was better because like the mortal Kombat on on sega genesis had blood in it and super nintendo didn't i actually remember trying to convince my mom that letting me have mortal Kombat one for super nintendo was okay because they took the blood out of it that's right yes it was just sweat that came off yeah i was just i told her i'm like it's just sweat they painted all the blood out and she was like I didn't know any of this. Like, I, like, like, <laughs> if I had just shut up, you could have gotten both. Blood, yeah. I could have got it right, but but yeah. So I, I I was I did pay attention to Sega. I just never had a okay, Sega okay. when when I was a kid. But when I got older, I actually I bought a car, a console called the Retron Five. It's one of those repo cartridge consoles. Yeah, that like um it plays old games and one of the systems it plays was sega genesis so that's actually the time that i went out and i bought some sega genesis oh, games okay because okay. like over the years i've bought some sega genesis collections because mm-hmm. once eventually after the dreamcast died sega went multi-platform and they started releasing their games on every system and they started putting out collections of their classic sega games and uh, I, I'd had a bunch of those, but the licensed games were never on these collections. Like games like the X-Men game that I was just talking about and Jurassic Park. Remember the Jurassic Park I game? I do remember, was, yes. That was a huge deal on Sega Genesis. And, and the Jurassic Park game on Super Nintendo was nowhere near as good. But that was a game that I that I picked up. But um, I always had these Sega Genesis collections, like the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection on PS3 is a game collection that, that uh, I, I got a bunch of Sega games in. But if you're, if you're somebody who missed the boat on those kind of collections, there's actually something coming down the pipeline that might interest you, which is the Sega Genesis Mini or the Sega Mini Drive or Mega Drive Mini, depending on what country you're in. Because in, in, I don't know if you knew that, Chris, in Europe and Asia asian territories uh the sega genesis was called the sega mega drive oh, i learned something today then yes yes wow, wow. so so the the sega mini the sega genesis mini this is like the super nintendo classic the playstation classic the nes classic it's a classic system that has it's a mini version of the classic system complete with built-in games and and the thing that's, that's special about the sega one is the Sega? This is the first time that Sega has done this themselves. Sega has actually re-released these consoles before, these mini consoles, but it's always been through a third party, and they've never been well, very good hardware-wise. That's right. Yeah, it's always been a very poor experience because they had released them long before, like the NES Classic and that kind of thing. 
but uh, they were a cheap plastic and it barely worked. It was basically like a emulator you can download from the internet that they just sort of slapped on a, a you yeah, know, flash like, drive. And and that was it. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, it's got it's AV cables. It wouldn't be HDMI or no, anything. No. AV cables. And at the same time, it was like it's got eighty games on it, and like twenty games are Sega games, and then the rest of the games are all like uh, like made for this things games. Yeah, that are all that's like right, yeah. it's like eighteen different versions of Brick Breaker <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, but uh, well, just terrible. I mean, obviously, you're a fan. I I understand through past podcasts that you do have a PlayStation Classic. I do have a yeah, PlayStation and it, you know, multiple HDMI cables for it and everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumor. Yeah, That's the rumor. I, I've heard that. I've heard somebody <laughs> say that before, probably multiple times, actually. Uh, but no, I'm a big fan, too. I've got the uh, the Super Nintendo one, the SNES classic. And yes. generally speaking, I'm a real big fan. I like these throwback consoles that they're doing. I I think it's a cool way to sort of relive your childhood and, you Mm -hmm. know, for you and I, you know, potential to introduce our kids to the games we used to like, you know, maybe you're a different, you know, uh, sort of separate because you have a lot of the consoles, you know, you're a collector, Mm -hmm. but for somebody like me, I don't, I don't have the old ones, right? I never had the old ones. So it's, it's a good opportunity for me to get it and to share it with Ben down the road and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the only struggle with a lot of these ones is the the game list, right? Because your top 10 favorite games on Sega are probably not the same as mine. And, you know, because it's all yeah. very personal preference. But And at, at the same time, the, the games list can totally make or break your system. Like the Super Nintendo Classic, we can I think we can agree, had a lot of bangers on oh, it. Oh, right? absolutely. Like some great games. It made it you want to get that thing like nobody's business. But the PlayStation Classic, on the other hand... Yeah, there's some stinkers on there. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple games on. It's like this is nice, but like, why did it have Twisted Metal One on it when Twisted Metal Two is light years better than Twisted Metal One? Like stuff like that. Exactly. I'm sure it's buried in licensing hell somewhere, right? But well, Twisted Metal is a Sony franchise. It made even less sense in that case. Yeah, because that's that was always the thing that wondered. Like I wondered is you know why is not every Nintendo game that Nintendo produced on the SNES Classic, right? Or on even on the, the original, the NES Classic. Because I thought yeah. the game choice for the original was a lackluster, too, very similar to the, the uh, PlayStation one. But uh, right. have you seen the game list for the Genesis? I have. Like, it's, it's and substantial. I got to say that they're doing the, the Lord's work here with some of these title <laughs> yes, choices. absolutely. Like, they, it's it's... Do you do you it's have surprising. like a top five sort of like we won't list off everyone because I think there's 29 or 30 games they've included. But uh, do you got like a couple of highlights that you uh, you're interested in? Well, the ones that I, that stick out to me right away is Castlevania Bloodlines. Castlevania Bloodlines is a game that I would love to own, except it's incredibly rare and incredibly expensive. Ah, yes. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines is a, I mean, obviously the Castlevania franchise is fantastic. This is the first Castlevania game to show up on a Sega console. Uh, it's, it's a good game. And I remember when I, when I, when I told you I got the Retron and I'm like, I'm going to get some, some Sega games. One of the games I wanted to get was Castlevania Bloodlines. And then I saw just the cartridge was almost a hundred dollars. And I'm like, hot damn. <laughs> maybe I will not get Castlevania Bloodlines, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, Castlevania Bloodline sticks out right away. Uh, Earthworm Jim is a huge, like, what? Like, that's am, a surprise. I am 100% on board with you with that one. Yeah, 
Earthworm Jim is 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 fantastic, and and the fact that because that's a game, it's a, it's a third party. It's not a Sega game. Sega doesn't it's own a, Earthworm it's Jim. It's rare, isn't it? Who does that? No, no it's uh, is it a claim? It's it was a, I think it was it was Shiny Interactive ah, okay. made it. I don't know who published it. Yeah. So you know that's the thing. There's the developers, and then there's True, the publishers. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they're different. Um, Contra Hardcore. That's a that's a game that uh, that's also very well known. For it, that's a like, you know, it's it's a fairly big game for this. Oh, absolutely. Street Fighter Street Fighter Two. Like, there's a Street Fighter Two on this SNES Classic uh, as well. But like the Championship Edition Street Fighter Two on Genesis was a big game on on the Sega Genesis. Um, there's some fantastic games that are specifically um, Sega made on here. Uh, actually, a couple more that I would I would point out is there's a couple of Disney games on here, which is crazy that there's Disney licensed games. I'm shocked by that. Yeah. But like world of illusion and uh, like, that's a crazy, like that's a a very well-known licensed game Mm -hmm. on like, if it, maybe if Aladdin had been on here, it would have been just that much more crazy. But, but uh, castle of illusion is a, is a big one. Um, but some of the the actual Sega produced games on here. Oh, well, actually, Road Rash is on here too. We <laughs> yeah, about, that's a classic we one. Yeah. Um, I, some of the this. Oh, I, I was going to say so the I, Sega one. I was going to say I'm really excited for. There's a lot of the games on here that you know are are, are my Genesis games. You know the ones I remember playing. It's kind of right. going back to what we were talking about before. I would also declare myself a, a Super Nintendo kid. But then I see the list of games on Genesis, and and it's like, damn! Like I loved a lot of these games too. You know, Golden Axe for me, me, I, I played yep. that game a ton. And then same yep. with uh, Gunstar Heroes. I think it's one of the more underrated games of all time. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah, Gunstar Heroes is super fun. It's like very much like, um, like it is similar to Contra for anyone who doesn't know Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, and then obviously all the Sonic games. I mean, there's no stinkers there. They're all good. I wish Sonic well, Three was on there. Yeah, if if they'd swapped Sonic Spinball for Sonic See, Three pl- or Sonic and Knuckles, I played a lot of Sonic Spinball. It, it's pretty fun if you're a pinball fan. Right, right. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl. I remember sinking a lot of hours into Toe Jam and Earl. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, one game that's on here that I really love is Shining Force. I don't know if you've ever played I've Shining never Force played it, before. No. So Shining Force is an RPG, but it's a tactical RPG. It's do you know Fire Emblem at all? Uh, I'm, like the, f- I'm the familiar franchise? of it, yeah. But I'm, Are, you know Fire Emblem from the fact that like Roy and Marth show up in Smash yes, Brothers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So Fire Emblem is is also a tactical RPG. And the funny thing is, is I, I didn't know Fire Emblem. I knew Shining Force. Right. And Shining Force, I just, I don't know what it was about Shining Force, but I, I remember playing it. A friend of mine also had a Sega Game Gear, and their Shining Force was on that as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember every time he came over, I'm like, can I just play Shining Force? Like, you you go over there and do whatever you want. I, can I just play Shining Force? I love Shining <laughs> Force so much. And uh, I actually have Shining Force on my phone. I have Shining Force 1 and 2 on my phone yeah. um, because Sega resold that to me a million times. I, I, like, I have more than one version of Shining Force yeah. to my name. Um, Sega's really stepped up. Like they have all the games on the iOS and stuff too. Like on the cell phone, they you can yep. download them there. Actually, you know what? I the the one bunch. game on here, I never realized that Mega Man made the leap from Nintendo to Sega. 
Yes, Mega Man The Wily Wars is like a compilation of like the first three Mega yeah, Man Yeah, I had no idea. I absolutely no idea. Yeah. I always assumed it was a, or like a Nintendo-only thing. Yeah, that's a, this is another one of the games that's on here that I'm like, what? Because that's another one that's also very rare. Yeah, absolutely. And very expensive. I, also, I love that Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine is on here. <laughs> yes. Like, Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine is not even, like, do you know what Dr. Robotics Mean Isn't Bean Machine is? Isn't that like uh, Dr. Mario knockoff sort of thing? It's, it's, there's a game, and it's called, like, Poyo Poyo. Okay. And it's a Japanese game. And supposedly, like, they were like, oh, let's bring this here. Nobody knows what Poyo Poyo is. <laughs> it's, okay. it's very Japanese. All right, Mega... Yeah, Doctor Robotics, Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine. Yeah. yeah, that's what they did to it. And and the funny thing is, is actually if you play, this is a neat thing because the company that made it, like that that made this Genesis classic, they are well known for like classic games and and, and how to they they do a very good job of remastering them okay. and and presenting them to a modern audience. And something that they've done, like the company's called M2, and basically anything that they have their their hands on that's a collection of any kind, you can always guarantee it's going to be fantastic quality, and they're gonna they have gone the extra mile right. doing everything for this. And and a perfect example of this is in Japan, it's like the other systems. In Japan, the lineup is slightly different, but if you go into the console with the lineup of North American games. And you switch the console's uh, language settings to Japanese, it turns the games on the console into the Japanese versions of the game. Yes, I've heard that. And and in some cases, those games have completely different names. And in the case of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, it becomes Poyo Poyo. <laughs> this, you know, it's a cool idea. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, this Streets of Rage 2 is on here, and Streets of Rage 2 in Japan is called Bare Knuckle, so that takes over as, as Bare Knuckle on the system. The one thing, because uh, I've, I've seen some previews of, of what they've done with it, and the, the one complaint that people have is when you're going through and you're changing the language settings, after you change it to Jap- Japanese, everything is Japanese, everything. Like even the word English is Japanese, <laughs> so you you have to remember where the buttons were yeah. if you want to yeah, get it back. You, you to ain't being coming English. back out of that uh, that rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty funny, yeah. but yeah, there's uh, f- some fantastic games on here. Another thing that they did too is um, the version of the Genesis that the system is modeled after, like the the case of it mm-hmm. is it's modeled after the Genesis One. And the Genesis one had like a volume slider and a headphone jack on it. And this has that. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It, but it has I, it. I've heard that the actual physical unit is is very highly detailed and including yes. those sliders. Yeah. It even has the slot in the side where you plug the Sega CD in. Really? It doesn't plug. A Sega CD does not plug into it, but it has the slot and you can even take the lid of the slot off. Like perfect example, the PlayStation Classic, the original version of the PlayStation actually had a a slot in the back that you could open up and put like an expansion bay thing in. Right. Well, they, they, they put that slot on the back of the case of the PlayStation Classic. It does not open. It is just a design. It's just a decoration. But this actually opens up. Like, <laughs> like you can't do anything. It's a with reveal it, but nothing. It's there. Yeah. yeah. So that that's interesting that they that they did that kind of stuff with it. But 
It's interesting. I think it. I think here it's going to be a hundred bucks. Uh, it's well, yeah. In the it's, U.S., it's, it's, it's seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be probably around a hundred dollars in Canada. Yeah, I think that's like for what you're getting. Like that's a fantastic. I think it's a pretty fair deal. price too, right? It's two controllers and the device and all the games and stuff. Yeah, I. I As it's it's literally the price of Castlevania Bloodlines <laughs> for all of that. <laughs> like, well, it's on par with uh, what like the NES Classic and the SNES Classic were. I'm pretty sure they were ninety dollars, ninety ish some dollars in Canada. So, you know, mm. I don't feel like they're gouging anybody. Plus, there's way more games on here than the other two. Yeah, it's crazy. And and one thing that I've actually seen that's really neat is the one guy was talking about how like he liked the six button Genesis controller better than the three button Genesis controller. Right. And this system comes with the three button, not the six button. There's a company called Retrobit, and they actually just recently what timing recently released a six button Genesis style controller that's USB. Right. And and the guy was like, I have one of these. I popped it in. It works perfectly. Like it, it's like was gonna, you don't even have say, to tell it. Because the controllers, they're actual USB inputs, right? On the Genesis, yes, yeah. yeah. Whereas on the the Nintendo ones, it's some weird sort of custom plug. On the classics, or yeah, on the classics, on the, on the classics, yeah. Is it a custom? Pl- oh yeah, yeah, it's it, the it's the classic controller plug. That's right. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. It's, it's in the PlayStation One is USB, which is great because then you can put all sorts of crap in mm-hmm. there. And then this one, it's the same thing. It's USB as well. So you can use these RetroBit controllers. Yeah. And people are like, it's great. Like, I love the six-button controller. And when you use the six-button controller RetroBit ones that they just re-released, it's perfect. It's just exactly like playing with an actual Genesis controller. Yeah. So a lot of fun there. Yeah, absolutely. But, Except for the fact that the Genesis has got to be one of, like, the least comfortable controllers to use for an extended period of time. It's, it's like a boomerang, yeah. really, is what it is. Yeah. I'm not... I I was never the biggest fan of the Genesis controller. No, neither was I. The only thing... But, but going back to the games, the only thing I wish it had were some sports games. That's one thing that seems to be missing on all these, um, these classic consoles is the... Like, NHL 94, to me, is a quintessential sega genesis game and it's missing right and i i assume that the oh it's the licensing involved in that is oh it's gotta insane. be an ea thing right because ea will tell everybody go screw themselves well ea is road rash so they there's it's not that ea doesn't want to play ball it probably has to do more with the fact that they need the license of the nhl they need the license of the players who were in that well, game i suppose yeah. uh, that kind of stuff you know but yeah, yeah that's maybe one day. <laughs> I'm sure there's also a lot of teams that didn't don't exist anymore that they would need the licensing yeah, for. That's true. Quebec Nordiques or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Very good, Mike. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Hey, I'm Hartford old. Whalers. <laughs> that was another one there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, the the Minnesota North stuff. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. but. Well, yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, that's something that's that's really neat. It's definitely something that's that's interesting. I'm sure people will hack the shit out of it because that's what they did with all of the other Nintendo and PlayStation consoles. Oh, and it's so easy. So, I, I hacked my Super Nintendo. I think within the first five minutes of owning it, and it was the same with you with the the PlayStation one. And that one was even easier, right? It's, oh God! It's like, like I waited, I waited until they're like, we're gonna ha- like. They said they were going to hack it, and I, and I it was like literally the day it came out. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, we hacked it. Like we got it. It's easy." Yeah, anybody could do so, it. It's you quite literally just download this little software program. It's like, what games do you want? Oh, okay, all of them. All right, no problem. 
<laughs> yeah, there, there's literally pe- people that are selling USBs that you can just buy and plug into the PlayStation Classic, and suddenly you have a hundred games. Yeah, like so. Yeah, it's it's quite easy to hack these these tiny these tiny systems, yeah. but. I, you know, speaking of this nostalgia stuff that that's super exciting, there's some new stuff, some new news coming out of this. I talked to her a little bit earlier about Streets of Rage 2 and how I love Streets of Rage 2, and I just love the entire Streets of Rage series in general. Mm-hmm. Streets of Rage 4 is coming. I don't know if you you knew this. Uh, it, was an, it was announced a little while ago, and they've been slowly dripping out the information on it. Like, they... they they did a, a short trailer and they showed off a little bit of the the animation and uh, they actually said that the the composers of the amazing original Streets of Ray soundtracks are coming back to make new music and so that's that's phenomenal right there. But they they released a new trailer because it's Gamescom that's on right now and and the new trailer actually features a new character that's created for this version and I'm not too sure I I, I don't I remember. The characters that I played in Streets of Rage the most were were Axel and Blaze. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Axel and, Axel and Blaze are in in the game already. So the new character, I think her name is Cherry, Cherry Hunter, and based off of her color scheme alone, I'd say she's the daughter of the guy from the first game. Oh, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I can't remember Adam. I think his name was Adam or something. Yeah, I know I th- who you're talking about. I just, I just, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'd say it's either his daughter, because remember the kid that skated, Skate, mm-hmm. what an original name, Skate, the guy who skates yeah. in Streets of Rage 2 was the brother of of him. Right. It's a family affair. It is. So I feel like, because Axel's clearly older, he has a beard now, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that that it might be a daughter. It could be a sister. Who knows? Like, depending on how much time has passed in the game storyline. But Now, I haven't um, really been up to speed with any of the information on this game are they still sticking with a like a true side scroller like are they staying true to the old games or are they kind of it reinventing looks it? it looks exactly so, like so it's like pixels games. and everything it's not pixels okay. they the i forget the team i think it's indie any creates that's doing the game and they've done some fantastic retro styled games they actually recently did the uh bloodstained curse of the moon game and if it wasn't for the fact that it came out last year and had the name bloodstained on it you'd swear it was an nes castlevania game it like it's that good of, of of a recreation of it so uh so they are making this streets of rage game and and you can to to the frame pick out the animation that they've copied from the original Streets of Rage games, but it's all drawings. Like it's all, um, it's an animated art style. Like it's, it's not pixels. It's drawings. Oh, so sort of like, but, a, like a cuphead style. It's kind of okay, like, so that. like kind it's, of a it's, cross between the two. Yeah. Like, it, like it's, it's, it's to that style. It's to the style of like an animated game, but it's, it's, it follows the gameplay style of Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's that style of game, like the, the side scrolling beat em up. And, and I, I, I just watch it and I'm like, I, I've, I've put a lot of my lifetime into playing Streets of Rage games. I'm very familiar with the animations yeah. in that game and just watching how they play out in this, tra- in the trailers for the new games. I'm like, Oh, those are, 
those are spot on. Like those are exactly the same. And they've just animated them out instead of making them pixels. And and something that I really loved in this trailer that they that they dropped today at Gamescom is there's a sh- a shot of uh the the new girl Cherry and she's facing off with Shiva who is the second to last boss of Streets of Rage 2 mm-hmm. and is in Streets of Rage 3 as well and he's actually playable in Streets of Rage 3 and like Shiva was my favorite part of Streets of Rage 3 like if if I played that game I beat Shiva I used the code to get Shiva I got myself killed so that I could play as Shiva and then I played <laughs> Shiva the rest of the game nice. like I re- Shiva was my favorite part of Streets of Rage 3 All right. so if if Shiva is back I'm pretty excited I'm really hoping that Shiva will be playable yeah because that's just a fantastic easter egg if Shiva's playable um I don't know how much you know about Streets of Rage 3. Fun fact, Shiva was thrown in at the last minute to replace a gay character that was deemed too inappropriate for the North American audience. Yeah, there's literally a guy, I can't remember the character's name, but he's like, like a leather daddy. Oh, you know, with like the, with like the cowboy or not the cowboy, but like the the police hat. Like yeah. the leather police hat, and but he's all purple, and he's got like the studded collar and stuff. But he fights like, uh, like like slaps, oh, no. <laughs> and and yeah, that character was in the original, and that was the character that if you beat him, you unlocked him. And <laughs> sure enough, that didn't make it past the censors. I was gonna say, what a progressive move, and then you described it. I was like, okay, I get it now. I get it. No, yeah, it's yeah. Gone. No, he, it was it was a terrible stereotype. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good that they took him out and replaced him with Shiva. Yeah. So, so if Shiva's in the Streets of Rage Four, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I'll I'll send you the trailer when we're done. But that was like it's so funny. It's Gamescom news. There was a ton of Gamescom news today, and honestly, that was the biggest thing for yeah. me. It was just like, holy shit, Shiva's in fucking Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean it wasn't that Minecraft got ray tracing in the, uh, the latest? No. Episode? No, it, it was, was, it was, Streets it was Rage. not. I watched that trailer and it was the dumbest bullshit I've ever seen. <laughs> it, was, it was a two and a half minute trailer of like, look, we added lighting to, to now, friggin' to Minecraft. To be fair, ray tracing is cool as hell. But ray tracing is ray tracing is pretty impressive yeah. and from what I understand it needs a lot of, of processing Ooh, she, power. She needs to be some able to balls pull it running off. that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. But to show it off on a game, you picked Minecraft. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> did you uh, did you see any of the ray tracing with uh like the new modern warfares or anything like that? I, s- I saw that there was demos for it, but I didn't watch them. It, it actually does make a pretty big difference. It much more atmospheric. Like, you know how in, in modern video games, a lot of the times you walk in the shadows and all of a sudden it's just dark, you know, yep. or you walk into light and all of a sudden it's just light. This kind of like blends the gap a little bit. It makes it much more realistic. You know, it's not just here's the shadow zone, here's the bright zone. It's like, well, it's sort of a slow transition and, and everything. And then the fact that you can see the actual reflections off the water and off of, you know, mirrors and stuff is pretty cool. Okay. Well, you know what? I, that might be something to talk about. Next yeah, week, definitely. Because I, I, I didn't take a look at that. But I will tell you something that happened. Because like we can talk about Gamescom and if anything really big and exciting besides Shiva happened at Gamescom next week. Yeah. But there's one thing that I will bring up right, right. now because what it was it, just Mike? like the most, the most nothing, pointless presentation I've ever seen. Was was the Google Stadia Connect that they did? Yeah. 
So I don't know if you know these things that Google's been doing these things. They're like the Nintendo Directs. They're like the PlayStation State of Plays where it's a direct video that they do. It's not like a presentation in front of a crowd or anything like the E3 presentations, but it's like a guy in front of a screen being like, hey, great to see you. I'm from Google. Here's some of the games that we, you know, that kind of thing, right? So they did one of these presentations today and by the end of it, they said nothing. They had said absolutely nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, okay, look, what was the point of that? It was like a forty minute presentation, and the only bit of news that came out of it was that there's an exclusive Orcs Must Die coming to Google Stadia. I don't I don't think there's been a console in recent years that has dropped the ball, like the interest ball, so sharply yeah. as Google Stadia. Like like the games that they were presenting are big games. Or should I say they were big games? Like, yeah. like and, and the games they, that are going to be available on everything. You know, you can buy yeah, them like on they, PC. You can buy them on. I'm sure you can buy a, a plenty of them on console and stuff too. I mean, yeah. I don't. Are there any Stadia exclusives that they've announced at this point? Besides Orcs Must Die Three, yeah. yeah ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a couple. There's a couple, but I remember not being super impressed yeah. by any of them. Like, there's one by like a game company called Tequila Works. I can't remember. I watched a trailer for that today too, but like. Their big presentation starter was Cyberpunk is coming to Stadia. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere else already. Right. Nothing of the trailers that they showed was new. It was literally all old trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, there was a, they made a specific thing that was like, hey, did you know Keanu Reeves is in this game? Yes, I knew that. You made a huge deal about it at <laughs> E3. Like, like, did, he, did he say breathtaking at some point during the presentation? <laughs> Keanu Reeves isn't in this presentation, though. Yeah. It's just them talking about Keanu Reeves. And and then, like, they talked about Mortal Kombat 11, which was like, that's great. That came out in April. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people already knew about, about that. Yeah, that's the right. only other thing, the only other thing that they did was they had a trailer for Watch Dogs Legion, the new one, mm-hmm. that, like, we've already seen Watch Dogs Legion. We already knew it was coming to Stadia because they said it was coming to Stadia. They did do a trailer that was like, hey, here's sort of how this works. You know, like, cause, cause one of the big things about Watch Dogs Legion is you can be any character in the game. Like, literally anybody walking on the street can be part of your team. You can recruit them. Right. I, I do laugh that they, they keep showing like old man and old lady characters. Yeah. That are the, like, the hey, recruit army, this guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the ones that they showed in the trailer today was like, this old man and they're like old man what is old man's powers because they they talk about like oh here's some powers like every character has different powers Mm -hmm. and one was like the first guy they they showed was like this drunken bum and it was like he takes 50 percent less damage when he's drunk like that was his power right (laughs) and and then they showed like another person who was a lawyer and the lawyer if you have the lawyer on your team if your team members get arrested they get out for free like they just get out oh you don't have to you don't have to bail them out kind of a thing. And then they show this old man and it's like, what's the old man's powers? He dies randomly. <laughs> and it's just like, and even the guy in the trailer who's narrated the trailer is like, he what? <laughs> like, <laughs> but awesome. at, at the same time, it was a trailer for a game we already knew about that we knew was coming to Stadia. So it was kind of like, what? what's the big deal here? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I, I want to so, see some tech demos. That's that's what I want to see from this. I don't want to see game demos. I want to see it in action. I, well, the other thing that I thought was really funny, too, because I was talking to a friend because he was watching it as well. And uh, and he, I, my, my stream was skipping and I just thought it was my Internet connection. And he's like, man, this stream is really crappy. And I'm like, wait, hold on. You're getting the crappy stream, too? 
this does not bode well for this streaming console. <laughs> yeah, like, right. like if, if they can't even keep their video stream of, of their game, like a video of their games running, like were they running the game trailers in real time? Yeah. Or like, no yeah. Well, but, we'll see. We'll see when it ever comes out. Yeah. But we'll talk about anything else that happens because Gamescom started today and it goes all week. So if anything else interesting happens, we can talk about it on next week's show. But I think that will do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads dot com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and apparently iHeartRadio now and your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or tell us what we said was dead wrong, or even be like, man, I was super hyped for that Stadia trailer. <laughs> but you weren't. <laughs> I expect to hear no you, responses. You weren't. Uh, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We will be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Jay Michael Laban. And I am Christopher M. Blonsky. M. M. Blonsky. No, it's, it's M. M. Blonsky. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you again soon. He really threw me off with that one. I was like, oh shit, he remembered. That's right. It's a good callback. Oh man, that was good.